as well. Um, first off, I just want to say thank you for 500 members. We've managed to do it in 20 days, um, and we're on to 1,000 members now. Um, hopefully clear that up before the 23rd of December is the end, but I'm pretty sure we'll get it done um, halfway through December. So um, we have Jack Darahart live with us today. I'm very excited for this. Um, Jack, how are you? You all well? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So just to let people who don't know, um, Jack is the founder of PEN, Property Entrepreneurs Network, which is the first um, social property platform. Um, he's been growing it for a while now and it's growing ex at an exceptional rate. Um, Jack's also my mentor. So Jack's guided me from the start of my property journey. Um, he's crafted my business with me um, and he's kind of been the overlooker at a lot of my decisions and impacted the way the business has formed out so i owe jack a lot um and today we're going to be talking about strategic thinking so um my understanding of strategic thinking is um you start to base your decisions um thinking towards the future rather than reacting towards the present. is that is that right jack is there anything you'd like to add on to that that is true only a part of it really um okay let me ask you this what else do you think about strategic thinking um strategic thinking my understanding of strategic thinking is just to start working towards the end goal um and start making decisions based on the end goal rather than making decisions um that may grow you a little bit mm -hmm. um okay so here is my perspective on strategic thinking I believe that most people start a business because they want to make money. Yeah. Now, that, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, people start a business and, you know, it is hard job to start a business in the first place. But starting a business just because you want to make money is, is not the best way. You start a business because you see a problem in the market. You see a gap in the market. Don't start a business just because you want to start a business. Don't start investing money into something that is going to reap you um, less rewards or maybe no rewards. Remember, most startups actually fail very, very quickly. And I, I mean, I, I know the average is about 90% startups fail within the first two years. Those which survive, survive because the owner or the founder of the business keeps working hard. And they just say, you know what, I'm going to keep working hard. They work for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and they eventually give up because they just don't know how to scale. And that's where strategic thinking comes in, because they start a business because they want to start a business. They want to make money. They don't look for the problems that they can potentially solve in the industry. They just jump in and say, you know what, I want to, I want to start a business. That's not, that's not how you look at business. That's not how entrepreneurship actually works. The way it works is, you're, let's say you are in the industry and you are you came across a challenge. You know, maybe some delivery never got through to you. Maybe there was a pain in in your industry, and you said, you know what? No one else is actually dealing with that pain. I'm going to come in the picture and I'm going to actually deal with that pain. And that solution of to of that challenge or solution to that pain is where you position yourself. So it's your positioning, it's your, it's, it's, it's being able to find that challenge that you can meet or you are able to solve that problem 
that's where that's what strategic thinking is so positioning yourself correctly in the market with the right approach with the right challenge that you're looking to solve the bigger the challenge the more money you're going to make the smaller the challenge the less money you'll make but guess what the bigger the challenge the more difficult it is to solve in the first place yeah. so my my observation is that like i said and even it, it this applied to me back in the days i mean in my 20s uh, i started many businesses which were just meant to be you know what i want to start a business because i want to make money but till i got to a point where i actually really learned the depth of how strategy actually plays a major part um is key you know you don't you know one of the things that I, and we are we are sitting in the property context here one of the things that i always say is if you have 20 estate agents in your local region the last thing you want to be is the 21st one because you know you're all going to bleed with competition right or if you are a, a, a developer and there is 20 developers in your region and you become the 21st one you're just going to bleed with competition you're just not going to be able to find the right kind of deals they're going to be the ones you'll find they'll be not profitable why just become another you know 21st business or the 51st business in your region why not look for a problem why not look for a challenge that is not being met and then position your business in that in that gap that's what strategic thinking is so you 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 spoke about there how um one of the things was lots of these businesses who don't use strategic strategic positioning um strategic thinking um fail in the first few months in the first year but one of the issues i i find with that is it's very hard um as a new business you're looking to keep your outgoings down um to kind of not spend the majority of time um sort of working um inside the business um and doing a lot of the things that you have to do just to keep the business running um so although it's i see, i get i completely get what you're saying where you find the niche but there's got to be and luck not to make money but just to find the niche but you've got to get the income in at the start okay How so that, say to do get around that better okay so this is this is what my thinking is i believe whosoever starts a business every person has a skill that they make they made money from previously like i don't know they they did a job right maybe they worked for an estate agent they worked for they worked for a developer they worked for a construction company or they worked for whichever business you worked in you have some skill that helped you find that job that you were working in in the first place yeah those who've never done a job maybe maybe is going time to find a job and shadow some developers some shadow some estate agents shadow some uh, entrepreneurs who are investing heavily into property if you have never done a job but if you've done a job you come with a skill you've already learned a skill it's time for you to learn to package that skill and i call it a high income skill uh you got to learn how to package that and market that skill as a self employed person okay that's how you generate money initially when you start a business it's not a business and i i'll, I'll tell you what i mean by that if a business needs you at all times to make money you don't have a business you actually do not have a business as yet till the point you can get to a point till the point till you get to a point where you can automate and delegate some of your business and still make some money out of it that's when you actually have a business okay 
So, so let's just start this that when you start as a one, one man band, you don't have a business. What you have is a high income skill. And right at the start of this, you got to learn how to package that either it's a service or a product. You got to learn how to package that and learn how to sell that product. Now, I like, you know, and, and you know this, Harry, that I, I like to use words serving rather than selling. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as you say serving, your mindset, re mindset really shifts from serving rather than actually pitching people. Yeah. But, but the first step for any self-employed person is learn how to package your high income skills and learn how to sell or for that matter, serve people. And the first aim is to get to a hypothetically a six figure income or six figure revenue. Let's start with revenue. Your first aim is getting to that first step, which is a six-figure revenue. Once you do that, it gets a little more easier to say, you know what, I'm actually going to go and hire someone, and I'm going to start to delegate some of my tasks to that person. I'm going to train that person. And then you hire the first one and the second one and so on and so forth. Within the same context, like you mentioned, working in the business and business, Till you are a one-man band, you're practically the day you get to hire a person where your revenue allows you to hire a person, that's when you start thinking, I'm gonna work on the business. Okay. At the same time, even when you're working in the business, there are times when you work in the business and you work on the business, which means you are the guy who is actually speaking with investors, you're the guy who's bringing more investors on board, you're the guy who's going to do PR. You're going to do lots of things that actually help you work on the business as well at the same time while you work in the business. You got to learn to, you, you know, everyone's got to learn to get to a point where they start to zoom out. It's almost like you're zooming yeah. out from your main activity of serving your clients, delegating that to the people who you start to either employ or self-employed or whatever they may be in your case. Um, either you have a product or a service. But the starting point is to, to, to polish your high income skills you know, to be able to craft your high income skills to a point where they actually bring in a six figure revenue business and so, from that point you scale so are you suggesting that as you're thinking of new um sort of features for your business that each feature you should make sure you're able to automate it um mm. and systemize it before even considering launching it you should have that plan already there you should already have that plan but at the same time, don't just wait to launch your product or service because you want to automate it. A lot of people do this, right? This is called being a perfectionist, which is, again, what I used to be in my 20s. Uh, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, don't try and automate right from the start. The first step is to launch. Yeah. The first step is to get the feedback from the market as in the sense of your product or your service. Is it a product? Is it a good service in the first place? And if you're able to sell that product, that means it's a good product. People want it. Yeah. If you're struggling to sell it, there's two reasons. Either the market doesn't want it, or second is maybe your sales skills aren't good enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And you got to work on both. you got to work on both. So, yeah. so, so the, like I said, the first step is always package your product, package your services, learn a high-income skill that will allow you to reach that six-figure uh, revenue. Yeah. And from that point onwards, you think, you start to think more about uh, you know, you know, working on the business and delegating and automation yeah. and so on and so forth. But at the same time, you gotta always have 
everything in your mind ready and then you start to put it on paper and you start to kind of start to automate things over a period of time yeah and it's something something you mentioned there the perfectionist i know a lot of people struggle when they actually come to systemize and automize um their business um they like to be so hands-on that they don't they they don't want their staff they're trying to constantly they're constantly on their staff constantly trying to correct their staff do it this way do it that way making sure that every little step's right and as you said to scale your business you're not going to be able to do that no 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 let me let me let me share with you something that i learned uh, the hard way actually um i mean we used to run a show for business right and we were looking at a system to, you know we were looking at, at, at a system which was you know you'd be able to track your drivers you'd be able to track you know, people in the company, there are cameras, there's all sorts of things, right? And it's all in one. Yeah. It took us good 24 months before we decided to go for one. Now, always think, not in just in terms of return on investment, think of return on your time yeah. invested, which is what a lot of people miss when they're running a business, when they're trying to scale a business, which is, you know what, I want to save that 200 pound or 300 pound or 500 pound, or for that matter, a couple of grand here and there. And they end up spending months and months and years before they implement and automate a system. And they don't realize that this could be done in, 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 a, in a, over a weekend. Yeah. And it's taking you a year too. Yeah. And they don't think of return on their time invested. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the most crucial. It's not return on money the first step to think of it is return on time and effort yeah yeah so, well, that's, so that's how you gotta look that, at it. that's definitely something i've encountered from the start of my business um yeah. i remember a couple of months ago even i was still creating all my own um digital content so i was editing all the pictures myself on canva and it would take me an hour sometimes just to put one piece of content and if i was putting five pieces of content at five pieces of contents out a week that's five hours of my time um yeah and but i also think it is very important you've got to get to a point where you can employ people um as you were saying you've got to get to a point where you can do it it's probably not the best for quite a lot of things to start doing um unless you've got a lot of capital um but from my experience yeah i, I spend a lot of time doing things that i shouldn't have to um and that my skills probably weren't best suited at that's true. Again, another thing that a lot of people don't get right is that they don't focus on their strengths and they keep focusing on their limitations. I don't like calling it weaknesses. It's not about weaknesses. It's about limitations. We all have limitations. And the best way to leverage your business, the best way to scale your business is to focus on your strengths. Um, I remember, me personally, Initially, when I started digital marketing and started, you know, creating content and all that, I would sit and write a blog. And over a period of time, I realized I actually don't like writing. I don't like writing. I am good with video. I'd rather focus on video. Yeah. So I, I even wrote a book to a point where I was forcing myself, said, I want to put this on paper because there has been so much accumulated knowledge over over the years so much i can write i mean i can sit and write 20 books at the moment yeah but i don't like necessarily writing i don't writing a blog of 500 words not a problem yeah but i i i would hate to sit down and write fifty thousand or a hundred thousand words 
I would rather just speak. That's what I'm more comfortable with. Again, going back to the core of the message is that it's it's about focusing on your strengths rather than on your limitations. And if there's something that you struggle with that you don't enjoy, don't procrastinate on it. Delegate. It's a lot more easier with companies like Fiverr and you know PAs that you can virtually yeah. hire. Yeah. And there's there's tons of services out there that you can potentially hire people for for not a lot of money for very yeah. little money. Yeah. And, and and when you start a business, I believe as a founder, your main job, first job, when you wake up in the morning as a founder, your main and the first job is to make sales. Because if there's no money coming in, you'll survive. It's very, very simple. Yeah. So if I was to just look at my to-do list on a daily basis, my first task always is, what's the first that's going to that's bring in money? Because yeah. when yeah. the money starts to flow in, I can hire more people i can delegate i can hire subcontractors there is so much more i can do so my first activities are always always based what's going to bring in more money uh return focusing on your strengths not only your limitations delegating stuff but at the same serve yeah yeah and that return on time is very powerful isn't it because um a lot of people as we there's a lot of people spend a lot of don't, don't realize that yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I just wanted to also go into um, what you, how you've pla um, implemented strategic thinking with. They do PEN. waste a lot of time. Um, I, so initially, PN was like a very, very small seed. I wanted to launch. So, 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 regarding a tech platform, the first one that we, I remember pitching back in two thousand and nine. To an investor was based on a transport business like like uber yeah and i always had at the back of my mind that i want to i want to kind of launch a tech platform that's technology is what, where my passion is but at the same time i i couldn't really find a gap uh, in fact a good gap for that matter it's when i started to focus on property industry because i was all you know i started investing back in the days in 2003 that was my first property when i bought but when i started focusing on property industry I realized that there were so many gaps. In fact, even now, and, and you know, and I know we've discussed this, there are so many gaps in the property industry that many people have not filled through technology. And they will f get filled over a period of time. But when I came across, like I said, the property industry, my first aim was, how can I create something that is, first of all, a good gap in the market? And second off, it allows me to use my strengths to leverage the business in the first place yeah and that is where what where we conceived the idea and i was like okay how do i put it on paper how do i how do i you know what is it going to cost me in phase one phase two phase three so on and so forth when i started with phase one it was a pretty simple formula you know you could you know, as agents, you could uh, upload your properties and as investors, you could get registered and other categories. You could just get registered and have investors call you directly for free. It was a very simple idea at phase one. I knew I could afford to uh, invest in phase one without having to depend on any investor. But over a period of time, that kind of evolved into I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm creating a lot of content myself and there's a limit to how much content content I can create why not allow people to create content for you which is where the social media factor came in i was like okay why don't why don't we launch the social media uh features which will allow us 
to have other people generate more content for the company. And that, that's how Facebook is developed. That's how LinkedIn is developed. If you look at their formula, in fact, even Uber, or for that matter, most of the companies, you know, Uber does not own any cars. Facebook does not generate any content. LinkedIn doesn't generate any content. You know, if you, if you look at most of the Airbnb doesn't own any real estate. Yeah. These guys have created a system where you have other companies or other people generate the system for you or the content for you. And that's where the, 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 it, it kind of rolled into, you can say, the idea of PN rolled into this where we launched social media features where now we have uh, roughly about 700 plus people registered on the platform creating content. So you, you, know, you, you basically, um, you're going back, going back to what you said earlier, you're creating a win-win as in, in you're letting people leverage the platform yes. uh, and grow the connections, but you're also leveraging the people for pn to grow it's a win-win it uh, is a win-win yep yeah and I'll I, mean, I mean any any property professional could go on the pn platform and find more investors yeah any property professional can go and find more agents you know like estate agents anyone can go on the platform and look for other trade professionals in the industry yeah and they can call and use their services while the people who are providing the service can go on the platform and get registered and have investors call them directly for free yeah. while they are get, you know connecting on the platform creating content all of this is absolutely free it's a win-win situation for pretty much everyone yeah yeah and, and, and that's how kind of the idea rolled into it's almost like that and you know we we got to phase two we were able to develop the whole of phase two ourselves we didn't have to bring any external investors in fact even phase three we don't need any external investors we are investing our own money into it but we're gonna eventually get to a point where we'll bring in, in external investors. We already have a couple couple of people showing you know interest to invest in the company. But at the same time, that's how the idea was. You know, it's 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 not like you know a lot of people. This is something my observation as well. People think of an idea and think this is the idea. This is like the unicorn. It's never like that. You know, you think of an idea, you run with it. Over a period of time, it changes its its shape and form according to what the market. Uh, needs if you know what i mean yeah and and when you look when you look back at your idea a few years later you'd be like well i never started with that it almost changed you know pretty much everything changed about it and that's absolutely fine you got to learn how to focus on the goal but be agile when it comes to uh flexible when it comes to uh your 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 str small strategic moves if you know yeah. what i mean yeah but yeah that that's uh that that's how the idea was conceived and the first thing that shocked me when I met you and you told me about the PEN social um, platform was the fact you were taking it worldwide. Um, when I first met you, I was still looking at setting up a business, just city, that a big city business was as far as my vision um, took me at that time. But the fact you will take it, plan on taking it worldwide. Um, what countries do you expect to see PEN in next? So, so we are already negotiating with someone to launch PEN India. Yeah. And I'm also approaching with the team is also approaching a couple of people in States uh, to launch in States. So these are the two countries we're going to start with. And, uh, you know, uh, you, and you know that we have a, a, a few people in our reps team as well, where uh, they are from different countries. Uh, yeah. They have proposed uh, potentially, but the discussions are still going on. But the, the first two countries we're going to approach is India and States. 
Okay, so I want to also go into what you've created with the, the pen reps. Um, I'm a pen rep. I'm proud to be a pen rep, but I kind of want to go into, because, um, again, I think that comes down to strategic thinking because, again, you're it's a win, creating win-win situations um, and leveraging other people's time as well as creating a win for them. That's true. So I kind of want to go into... Um, what your vision is for reps is it is the vision to have reps across the world um it is it is we we're gonna have reps uh, across across many many cities and many countries so see the vision for reps is it's a two-way street yeah it's never a one-way street because we allow a lot of freedom to our reps if if any of the reps decides to say, you know what, I want to take on a certain country and I want to take it to that country, would you allow us? We definitely will for as long as we don't have anyone in that country or in that city particularly. But at the same time, because it's a two-way street where we need to see how inspired and motivated uh, certain reps may be, allowing them to scale right at the start of the, the way PEN is growing. Uh, so, so the vision for us is, I mean, for example, you're a rep. I'd yeah. love to see you leading one of the countries. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, are you going to challenge yourself and say, I can do this. And then you come to me and say, you know what, Jack, I want to do this. Would you, would you help me become the leading head of a certain country? Yeah. Yeah. I, I For as long as I can see, or for as long as, as the management of PE and, can see the potential, we will give those opportunities to reps first. That's pretty obvious for us. Yeah. But it, because it's a two-way street, and, and and this is something you know about me, I'm not a person who forces anything on anyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I keep, keep it pretty open. Everything is very, very transparent. But at the same time, um, for anyone to lead a country, for anyone to uh, lead a, 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 a much bigger region, it does take a lot of leadership skills. Yeah. And and that's something that uh, not just not a lot of a lot of people don't have the fact that a lot of people don't want to take that responsibility in the first place. Yeah. And, and that is a major responsibility. Um, you know, if you if you are leading a certain major region over the next years, you're going to see a lot of traction, a lot of business coming out of it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 the, and the question is, are you able to manage that? And if you are. Would be more than happy, and, that, and the first opportunities are always given to the reps. Yeah, and something I want to touch on, um, and just base. I don't think it's just a, a two-way street with the pen reps because mm -hmm. the difference with the pen reps, and it's kind of what you are creating with the social platform, is it's not just access; it's access to all the other reps. Yes, and the reps we have at the moment, um, I've spoke to basically all of them. Everyone's an expert in the different fields. They are. Yep. So we can we all leverage um each other's strengths again and it kind of saves us from our limitations um because i can go to other different reps and connect with them so that again is what you're building with the social platform that's true kind of offering it for free um, you may not get as the same amount of value obviously as the reps because yeah. much closer connection but that's you're offering it for free um i also want to look at um what the what the end goal is for Penn because I know it's growing far, um, but as you said, strategic thinking you've got to look towards 
the last point? Have you looked towards the last point? Are you just growing it and growing it and growing it? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> well, this is actually, Jack, this is this is payback for you asking me a couple of weeks ago to think that's 10 true. years in the future, me telling that's you what true. I don't think I can. That's true. <laughs> let me let me let me share with you a couple of things that are that are that that I've learned and and I apply it on on me on daily basis. Yeah. One is you you gotta have the goal, you know, the end goal in mind, and you work backwards. You yeah. can't you. It's almost like, you know, you you're in a football match, let's say, right? And you go in and you say, you know what, we're gonna hit, let's say, four goals or five, right? Yeah. If you end up hitting more, that's fine. But you go in and say, I'm, we are going to hit a four or five, right? Or for that matter, you, you're running a race, right? And you yeah. say, I got to get to that 100 meter in whatever, four seconds or five seconds, right? Yeah. You got to have a goal because if you don't, it's, it's, it becomes overwhelming and you're lost in the, lost in the jungle or lost in the, in the trenches, right? Yeah. So, so our goal for PEN is I want to get to a point where it's a hundred million dollar, hundred million pound plus company. Yeah. Okay. That's the valuation of the company. That's my target. If I get beyond that, I would consider myself being able to reach my own personal potential and beyond. But if I can't go beyond that, that's fine. That's my goal. That's where I want to be. But at the yeah. same time, another thing that I've learned is that you gotta, you gotta live in that in this moment, which yeah. is, what is it that I can do today, to get to that hundred million mark? Yeah. And I know for for a fact, this is coming from experience, is that if you are able to deliver on your promises on daily basis, yeah, and be very very effective at it. You can get to that point in the next few years, 15, 20 years. It's going to take pen the next 15 yeah. or 20 years to get to that point. But at the same time, doing the work in that moment is very, very important. And that's where my most of my energy goes. It's almost like I'm doing a, a, a job. Let's say I'm speaking with a client. Am I present in that moment? Am I serving the client really really well to a point where this person leaves the call and then goes on goes on to brag about what he learned today yeah yeah that is normally the aim of living in this moment because if you can do a good job in this moment in this present moment it's more it will be a lot more highly likely to get to that end goal does that make sense yeah 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 so 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 that's where we are uh, so so to answer your question the, the, the you know the the the, the long term vision is to get a hundred million pound valuation. Okay, and that that when um when you were just talking about goal setting there, I want to touch on something that we've done together, um, mm -hmm. and I just want to share it is yeah. um when I set goals with you because obviously I set goals with you um when I set goals with you something that you told me is you push the goals further. Yeah. Um, and we've only we normally only meet what 60 percent 50 60 70 percent of the goals um i just want you to touch on why you say to me all all the time push them further whatever i say you yeah. always, you always go higher. yeah 
why why do you do that okay so this is what happens okay again this is just this this happened with me so i kind of share it with people so it may apply in a different way for them right but but there is always a way to look at this because it will apply to everyone at least to some extent which is you start your day and you put yourself let's say 10 pieces of work right 10 pieces of 10 tasks right and you're able to one day you wake up and you you're only able to do maybe five of them yeah that's fine that's natural there'll be days if you can focus there'll be days when you can actually all do all the, those 10 tasks within four hours yeah have you had day, days like that yeah all the time okay so the day when you're able to do all those 10 tasks in four hours it's not time to sit <laughs> sit down and relax it's not yeah it's time to push yourself because what about the day when you couldn't actually do those 10 tasks yeah right yeah. Uh, and, and the same applies to your goals as well you know you'd put yourself a goal and again a, a major major problem uh, and observation is that most people just don't think big enough um yeah. you know they, they start a business they want to just pay their bills make a little extra money and you know enjoy their life and that's there's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing but at the same time if you are starting a business let me share with you something the bigger the goal the easier it is when you get to that point in terms of effort so what do i mean by that is that it takes the same amount of effort to make a million and it takes a very similar amount of effort to make a two million yeah right and when you get to the mark of the 10 and the 15 and the 20 millions, it gets a lot more easier. And I'll tell you why, because most of your work at that point is delegated. And most people don't push through to that point in the first place. Yeah. So, so, so it's, again, my, my observation is that most people who start a business, most entrepreneurs don't think big enough. Yeah. don't look for strategic gaps don't look for uh the effective ways of working the effective ways of communication most people don't most people don't do their personal development their pro professional development uh so as to call it or oh, they learn the high income skills for that matter yeah and that's something the, the professional personal development is something you do a lot um i do a lot yeah. i know you've got a very large audible library um I was going to ask one of our Spitfire questions is what is, if you were to pick one, what is your favorite property book or mindset book? Um, a book you could say if you had to go on holiday um, and you're sorry, if you were on an island for a year stranded, what one book would you take with you? All right. Okay. So if, if it's personal development, I would take Dr. Wayne Dyer's um, I Can See Clearly Now. That is one book that stands out way beyond the rest that i've ever read um it's a book that i love to bits um and dr wayne dyer i mean you know there's just never a better author than he was or a better coach for that matter um so i can see clearly now and property books i've read quite a few but at the same time um i've, I've not found one which i i would say was exceptional yeah. One which I found good was The Property Magic by Simon Zucchi, I must say. It was a good book. Um, but exceptional, I've read none, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. So that that's next. That's the next niche in the market. I would say 
the the person who's going to write that book, it could be me, I don't know at this stage, but the person who's going to write that book is someone who's going to be a very good mix of with the hard skills of property with a very good mix of um, soft skills, uh, so personal development. Yeah. With integrated um, skills of story uh, because it has to be threaded into a story to make it uh, an exceptional book. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not at that stage at the moment to be able to write a book like that, yeah. uh, but I'm, I, I may get there. That's, that, that's something interesting as well, because I absolutely hate um, reading, to be honest. I hate reading, but when a book's an easy read, it's a lot easier. So putting in the story, it is a lot easier to follow. Um, next, que- next Spitfire question, who is your inspiration in the industry? Um, in the property industry or in the, the business business world? Who would you say, so, again, if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, that, that is a tough one. I must say, <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot pick one. If you had to say a few people to follow, um, I, I mentioned a few. I did a post a couple of days ago. I'm just yes. wondering your thoughts. I, I, read that, I read that post. You put in Gary Vee, you put in Grant Cardone, and... Uh, Dan Penner. Dan Penner, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I follow very closely Gary Vee, I must say. Uh, someone I've learned quite a bit from, yeah. uh, I must say. Um, I've, I've read most of his books. I, I, I watch him closely. He's someone I, I, do, um, I, I do follow. I, not, just, not just follow, but I, that, that person inspires me. Yeah. At the same time, um, people like Elon Musk, um, you know, if you look at the thinking behind it and the, the tolerance for pain, when it comes to business and that is something a lot of people need to have a lot of because business does give you a lot of pain so you gotta have a very very high tolerance for pain something that i again learned from alan musk um someone that really inspires me um another person that really inspires me is mark zuckerberg i must say you know the guy not just created facebook but he managed to pull it off big time at the same time he managed to buy WhatsApp and Instagram and you know whatnot. There's a couple of more companies that are being followed. I know that. Perhaps they've launched for Facebook just off Facebook. They're look their business. Exactly. They they so, so yeah. Uh, another person, Mark Zuckerberg. I I follow closely. Um, I I I watch many of his steps. Um, th- that's the that's the people that I can think about. Uh, but. Yeah, if, if I was to pick one that really, really inspires me is Alan Musk, I must say. Okay, okay. And and last question. Um, if you could go back to when you started PN, what one piece of advice would you say to yourself, give to yourself? <sighs> or anyone starting a business now? One thing that I can tell everyone is that you're never ever going to get your idea in its perfect shape till you actually launch and run with it because it takes shape when you're actually running with it not when you're sitting idle in your room and thinking to create an idea with with all its perfection it just doesn't work like that yeah when you're starting out whatever that small idea is go and do your research test it out are people actually interested in buying your product or service? Yeah. And if you see maybe five or 10 or 20 people showing interest, run with it. 
don't just sit there because it will take its shape and form over a period of time and it will never take a shape if you don't run with it yeah yeah so so when i started pen even though i knew this from my previous previous experience and which is what i did i actually literally took it and i ran with it yeah but at the same time the depth of strategic thinking can only be learned when you when you're running with an idea yeah and when you're running with that and the way it takes that shape and form and when you look back at it like like a couple of or two or three or five years later and you think wow i just never start i never thought it would turn out to be the way it has yeah you just never could yeah so so this is what i have learned literally in the past two years and that's what um, that's what i'd like to share with everyone to do, not just wait just don't wait time is the most precious thing and that is all you have run with the idea if you have one make sure you do your research make sure you see that there is enough gap in the market that people are interested in buying your product or service uh, and the way you structure it yeah you act off i know you tell me often you act off 80% information is that correct you yes when um, you decision 80% information then you go for it yes so if you're taking a major decision in fact even minor decision for that matter you got to have at least 70 to 80% information before you act on it yeah but if you wait for any more than 70 or 80% in many cases in fact in most cases you're going to lose opportunity yeah so it's always a good practice when you have about 70 to 80% information to run with it yeah you'll ne- you'll almost never have 100% information yeah yeah, yeah. And that's something that a lot of people do and wait for perfection. That that's true. Yeah. Well, perfectionism isn't a, 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 um, isn't going to serve you at all. It no. hasn't served me. I was a perfectionist back in my twenties. All I did was a lot, waste a lot of time. Yeah, you're just never going to get anyone scale. No. Well, thanks, thanks for coming on, Jack. Um, you. Hopefully, you can come on in the future, and um, we you've got your event tomorrow. Um, I'm on there as well so if you want to share what share quickly where everyone can see that um if you'd like to join the event tomorrow we already have 1200 sorry we already have 212 people registered uh when i checked an hour ago uh this event is all about building your property portfolio and your property business um about four or five of the speakers are property millionaires um and they are going to share their experience it's a free event you can go on our page um uh, called property entrepreneurs network or the event is on facebook called uh, secrets of property millionaires uh, you can go and get registered it's a zoom event starting tomorrow at 12 o'clock and it's going to go on for about 4 hours 3 and a half 4 hours uh, so yeah uh, do make sure that you are there and that, uh, most of the speakers sharing their experience perfect perfect i'll be posting the event details again later um so i guarantee i if if you want some value for free i'd i'd recommend everyone jump on it and um we'll see you all there tomorrow so thanks again for coming okay. on thank you thank you harry um i'll speak to you soon and take care. Have a good take care so- take care